welcome to another episode of mm. Off the Fence. Fence, 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 fence. Hi. <laughs> what do you think about us doing this whole episode in ASMR? No, because I, 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 I. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I think all of that is just kind of creepy. It it makes me uncomfortable. That's really neat, Katie. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, the way people talk about it, it makes me concerned for all of us. But I did tell you, I did think because since we're both over 40 now, we what? should I'm... instead of for this season instead of uh at the beginning of the episode trying different foods we should just lament about the foods we can't eat anymore because our bodies have rejected them now mm. like dairy and stuff like that i used to be able to eat a whole giant bowl of cereal and never regret eating that mm. no i do i hardly ever buy cereal because the kids go through it so fast i love cereal it's Luke really just cereal. sugar in a bowl, babe. I know. Hey, uh, so I wanted to chat about an experience right. that I had. And then, then there, of course, there's like some Bible lesson behind this and stuff. So our son plays football, plays tackle football. He's he's currently nine years old. On the Raiders. Um, he's, he, their name, they've now gotten large enough that the helmets are not larger than the rest of their entire bodies. Pretty close, though. It's adorable. It is. But I a football game uh, in the league that he plays is like there's a ton of needed volunteers. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's concession stands. There are uh, snacks for the kids. And and football teams are not small. So you're talking 22-ish. I think we, we did Gatorade last week for the team, and it was 22. Yeah. So there's snacks for the kids there's uh a whole all the team we tailgated mm-hmm. and that was organized uh uh so fun there's um npr which is called so they keep track of all the kids and how how often they play and make sure all the kids fairly get you know an equal not an equal amount of plays but they all get uh, a good amount of plays and all that kind of stuff a scoreboard, blah 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 blah. I, so chains let's just chain gangs man. Just i mean kidding. just i'm going through all them i, feel I can't like I'm do any of those because i don't i don't pay attention long enough from one point to the next that I would not be able to do many of those, but I can bring Gatorade. So here's the interesting dynamic. So, you know, as parents, we sign up our, our kid to play football. He, he semi enjoys it. Uh, it depends on the day. Uh, and we enjoy watching him play football. That's yeah. kind of the gig, right? You pay money. Uh, football's not cheap compared to some other sports. I wish he was like running cross country. That would be far more fantastic. Uh, but here's the dynamic. So there's all these volunteer volunteer roles, and they ask parents, "Hey, volunteer." Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm full to I don't want to. <laughs> they also give you an option of paying money to not have to volunteer, right? But mm-hmm. when I say I don't want to, it's not that I don't love my child. It's not that I uh, don't recognize and see the need. To volunteer and even want to contribute, right? No, I yeah. want to. I want yeah. to, like, right? But I also want to watch my son play football, right? I want to, like, be involved in that. And plus, um, and again, I sound like a whiny baby, and but there's a point to this. There's that. There's a, I'm, I, I am. I'm telling you, I there's some selfishness in this. 
Like I just didn't want to. I wasn't in the mood to. I see the need for it. I should do it. I feel a bit inside like I should be doing something. But um, our schedules are pretty crazy. And so it feels kind of nice for approximately two hours to be able to sit and, and just sit and watch the kids. So so it comes around. I'm not volunteering. And we're, we're part of this app. And it's like, hey, we need... <laughs> Desperate needs. Desperate needs. Desperate <laughs> needs. We need. Uh, we need an announcer for the football game. Now, this is this game is getting played at the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology, right? Mm-hmm. So, a big giant stadium. And when I saw that, I was like, "Why are they wanting me to do this? Why are they? Why are they putting this in front of my face?" And then I realized, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe this isn't near as personal as that. Maybe I'm feeling guilty, mm. convicted. Mm-hmm that I should be volunteering. So I did the classic yet safe. Hey, if no one has signed up, <laughs> even though they're advertising, no one signed up. Hey, if no one signed up to share, I'll be happy to, I'd be happy to sign up and uh, not be happy. I didn't say that. I would be willing to do the announcer job. Boom. Within seconds, seconds. You got it, David. David, you're multiple people. Multiple people. You are announcing. I'm like, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. So now eventually I'm going to be given a microphone and I'm going to talk, but I have no idea. I've never done it. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up playing football. I don't know how to call even all the plays and all that kind of stuff. I grew up a basketball kid, soccer kid, golf kid, baseball. So I show up uh, not knowing what to do whatsoever. To an empty press box. Well, the people that were doing it for the yeah, game Yeah, empty, but no one was there. So, and what, mm. what Katie knows, because we have enough of these private conversations, people were like, yeah, but David, you talk to people, uh, you're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> but like, what was my, how were my emotions? Well, you asked me to stay with you and sit there. <laughs> so I did. I think you were in just a little... A little, you had some distress. I literally was like, "You said, well, hey, how can I help you?" I'm like, "You can sit <laughs> next to me, shoulder to shoulder, help please, because I'm freaked out." Yeah. So, long story short, even though that was that was really kind of a long story, but uh, you did a great job, though. You didn't have one dad joke. That was that would be my no, only complaint. There but. was one time where the ref, you know, called a penalty on the on the, we were playing the Bears, and and you know, was moving his arm in a way like, I don't know that penalty. <laughs> like I watch football, I don't know that penalty. So like I'm announcing to this whole stadium, uh, flag on the field, the Bears have done something they weren't supposed to do <laughs> and they're losing to, yards for To be it. determined. <laughs> really official. So You did great. Here's why I tell that story. It It brings me to... The story of Joseph in mm-hmm. the Bible. Let me read this because I've got some of this here. If you want to look this up, maybe this is new to you or not, but Genesis chapter 37. So first book of the Bible, go about two thirds of the way through the book and you're going to land somewhere around Genesis 37. Joseph, a young man of 17, young man, young man, there's a hint, immature man, a young man of 17 was tending the flocks with his brothers, his brothers and he brought their father a bad report about it, them. Typical brother Mm-mm. going and reporting, hey, guess what they did? That's how 17 probably. Hey, <laughs> dad. And so what we learn is you keep reading, you're going to learn that um, Joseph was loved more than any of his other brothers. And dad appears to have made that 
blatantly like, obvious. Abundantly clear. Like gave him special gifts, um, was really overly concerned about him and all that kind of stuff. Well, eventually you'll roll into where Joseph starts to have dreams. God starts to give him dreams. And uh, one of them, Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. And if you're like, well, why do they hate him for the dream? He said, listen to this dream I had. We're binding sheaves of grain out of the field when suddenly a sheaf rose and stood upright while all the other sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. <laughs> now, when we read the book of Joseph, sometimes we're like, but I love Joseph. That's so cool that God would give him that dream. Well, then he has another dream, and, and he basically tells his brothers the same thing. Hey, I had this other dream. Basically, I'm really cool, and you're going to worship me and bow down to me, and this is going to be awesome. If you study this real well, you're going to learn that Joseph, when he was telling these dreams, uh, he was more focused on how the dream affected him hmm. rather than how it affected his family. And I think there's a good lesson because most of the Joseph stories we have are he was the most amazing person. Mm -hmm. right? And I'm, I'm sure he, he was. But so here's the connection. When I don't, when I was just realizing, and this is, I was convicted by this. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this about, because um, in where we live, family's a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I think we're using family as a crutch. Um, like where you say, I'm, I'm, I'm a dad, I'm a mom, I'm a this, I'm a that. And, and so I have to, but I think sometimes we use it as excuses, maybe even lies, uh, opportunities to be selfish when we mm -hmm. were being selfish, but we're masking as though I'm investing in my family. Joseph was more focused on how his dream affected him rather than how it affected his family. Mm -hmm. So as he was telling his brothers and things like that, he was just like loose, like, here you go, here you go. Yeah not realizing how it landed. And, I, sure. and it appears as though how it's written in the Bible, uh, he didn't seem to care how it landed. Yeah. Well, he wasn't thinking. He just wasn't thinking about it. And so what we learn is, is they were so put off by some of the favoritism of dad, but also how Joseph was communicating this stuff that they were so upset about it. So here's the lesson that I've tried to live by and evidence with me not wanting to volunteer for Titus's football because I'm dad yeah. and I'm going to sit, stop choosing role while ignoring responsibilities. Yeah. So that's why, I, and I want to just spend some time on this. Like I think nowadays we get on the fence when we say, but this is my role mm. and we let responsibilities that we can see and that are being presented to us and we don't take them, we don't do anything with them, because my role. And uh, so I had some like sifting questions. Oh, I love it when you have those. Okay. When you enter a room, are you focused on what you can give or on what you can get? Hmm. On what you can give and what you can get. Mm -hmm. And again, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to shame anybody. I, I was going to football games to get. I mean, I, I wanted to sit, watch my son play football, not have any responsibilities, not be thinking about anyone else, not, I just wanted to have focus and I wanted to sit and, and chill and mm -hmm. enjoy watching Titus mm -hmm. maybe tackle somebody. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're good at this. When you enter a room, are you focused on what you can give or what you can get? Um, when you enter a room, I have, I have uh, an assumption, but what do you think about when you enter a room? Um, well, actually, the first thing I'm looking for is probably coffee. Uh -huh. But 
the I just want to see who's in there. It, eye contact is really important to me. I just want to I want to see people. And so I actually just did this yesterday. I had a meeting and um, deciding where to sit, and because I always sit in the front because I such a good student. I just like to. Be why do in you the sit front. in this? Why do you sit in the front? Um, well, for a few reasons. I I think I listen well when people are talking. I try to be engaged, okay. and I'm easily distracted, so that helps me stay focused. But I also just want to cheer on the person talking, and if I'm right there, like that, it. I just, so you're like the the adult office coworker cheerleader. Then, like you're like you're well, sitting on the front I mean, literally to help the. I try. I try. I try that's to amazing. do that. It's hard because we both communicate in front of people, and that's hard when you got somebody like. Oh, the whole time. There are some people, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to name names. Growly faces. That I cannot look at you. I cannot look at you if I'm preaching because your face is telling me that you want to take a knife and gut me like a fish. She's Louise. I, that's what it says. What it says. I mean, like faces are. Like, well, I think though, even with some of this stuff, I I do think too. As, as you are asking the sifting questions, because we've talked about this before, where sometimes you're just having a bad day and, yeah, sure. and a bad day is just a bad day. But like walking into a football season with no, with no desire or um, plan to help to, to pick up a responsibility is one thing. But like walking into a room once having a bad day, looking a little grumpy. Um, and so as I'm checking my heart, those are things that I'm actually processing with the Lord often is, is this a trend in my life? Or is this like a one bad day that I need to maybe apologize to somebody for or process how I'm going to do it different next time? Because um, I, I, I do think we all have bad days. But if it's a trend, if it's become our rhythm or our go-to, that's when I think these sifting questions become uh, not just behavior to modify, but like heart to change kind of conversations. Because you have a lot of really good questions, but focused on what you can give or what you can get, your whole posture changes. Well, I get, uh, there, and you're similar to this. I There's a weird thing that, so uh, when I was, I had some meetings in St. Louis um, a while back. And were they at the Arch? I'm just kidding. No, it was near the Arch. And so we're walking down, because you're downtown, that's where yeah. you know, the conferences and stuff like that are. And and so I just, when I'm walking places, I'll pick up trash. Mm -hmm. um, I know why, when you and I go on walks, you wish you had a trash bag to pick up trash. Well, not just a trash bag. I will tell it, because if anybody knows where I can get one, I want one of those little arm extenders that I can like grip stuff, because some of that trash, I don't even feel safe picking it up with gloves. Well, now they say, you know, you got to be careful. because. Well, yeah, I just need a gripper, though. One of those, like, sticks that, so, anyway. So I think that's another, as I'm thinking about the kind of person I want to be, how do I stay off the fence on stuff? Um, I, you and I can go on a walk and not pick up trash because that's not our role. Mm -hmm. Our role is we're, we have job, and we think, well, there's someone whose job is to pick up this trash mm -hmm. or blah, blah, blah. And, or I can, like, when, with, with Titus's football stuff, I can be like, well, you know, there's some parents who haven't done anything yet. Come on. Like, and so I, it's, I want to be a person who's aware of the responsibilities though, mm -hmm. who look, not that we always have to do everything at all, but like when you see a responsibility, screw whatever your role is, just go fulfill the responsibility. 
Because well, the responsibilities are opportunities too. Because when you're talking like that, I automatically think of when we're at home and there's stuff on the floor. Like our kids are just super good at running right past the hooks that were literally <sighs> screwed into the wall to hold their backpacks. And they throw everything on the floor. Um, and part of what we're trying to do right now is sometimes we do just pick it up or we do just do the dishes if they're needed. But what we're also trying to do is ingrain in them this, hey, would you come pick up your stuff because it's in the way and it's going to hurt somebody. But helping them to start be, con- be conscious of even the small things um, and the small ways that uh, just taking a moment to do something blesses. And our hope is that that transfers into picking up trash, walking somewhere or seeing somebody that needs help getting up and going and helping them get up. Yeah. And I mean, the, like, like, I'm going to take this even outside of like, because I brought it up, the picking up trash or even volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes it's a responsibility of yours to just acknowledge another human being. Mm. Like, you know, like where you're you're out and about and you're you're cross paths with someone. Like yeah. say hi. Yeah. Like just because you're you don't have a role in their life of friend mm-hmm. or what whatever, like responsibility as a human being to be like, you're another human being. That's why yeah. I, I love where we live, because I feel like I feel like where we live gets us better than a lot of other places in our nation where you don't have to be related to someone or friends with someone to say hi to yeah. someone, to acknowledge that they exist. Um, Sometimes that's hard though, because I think we, it's easy to be like, I'm always the one that says hi first, or what are they going to think? And I think pushing that aside, most, more often than not, people are so blessed when somebody just notices them. And it's okay to be the one that says hi first. That doesn't mean yeah. that you're less than, yeah. or, you know, you're a it's, goon. Such classic parenting <laughs> lessons. Like, is that not what we you try to train your kids along mm-hmm. the way? You're like, because you get the clay. Hey, I didn't, I didn't dirty those dishes. Hey, I didn't. That's <gasps> that's not my jacket that I set. That's right there on the floor. Cool. Or somebody else moved it. It was mine, but right. somebody moved it. It's fine, yeah. but it's there, and you know that other people are gonna walk on it. Yeah. So no, uh, when you when you meet with someone, what's more important to you that they feel known, or that you feel known? Hmm. Shoot. That's re- role versus responsibility. Yeah. Um, if you're a, a banker right now and you're going to sit in front of someone and they're going to talk to you about a small business loan or your or or um, a new account or whatever, it's not just a transaction. If you're selling something, it's not just a transaction. What, to to know that person just because they're a person. Do you know actually one of the one of the ways to combat that just diving right into stuff um, is at the beginning of most of my meetings what I've tried to do is we start off by just doing like a quick check like a how are you doing today or how's your week been or what's going on in your life that I can help you hold or whatever because then it actually I think lifts it takes some of that off and and we it's often reciprocated so we both end up feeling heard and then we can tackle through stuff with a little lighter load of stuff that nobody even sees that's going on but that's been Mm. something that uh i have in the last year kind of put at the at the beginning of the meeting agenda for most things and it helps me just remember don't just dive into what we need to accomplish but like make stuff personal yeah um, so, hey, you matter to me, so I'm going to – and I, you can't do that with everybody, but it's helped me even personally be able to lean in and remember that, like, this person is a person outside of what we're trying to do. They have a whole life, 
and they might be carrying a lot of stuff into this meeting. And what if I could help just acknowledge it or pray with them or even just try to know that they have somebody else with them? I want to I want to work with people, live with people, be just surrounded by people who are aware of the responsibilities that need to be done, mm. not whose who's technical job description or, or role. You hate it when people say, that's not my job description. Uh, yeah, I'm like, let me, let me remove your job description. Do you know, I did completely. some research on this, though. When, when um, employees, so just in workplace, but I would assume that it would transcend family, friendships, whatever. Okay. Um, when, when they have well-defined roles and people are encouraged to take ownership and responsibility for the larger community, uh, the the rate of work performance goes up to seventy five percent. What? Yeah, um, it's it, when you do not have that, it's fifty percent, huh. which means that you've jumped twenty five percent up, mm. even in just your willingness to perform well. When there's clarity and even um, like a willingness by the larger, and I think families for sure, but friends. Think about friends where you're just always the one calling or always the one, whatever, um, that, that can be draining and exhausting. And there are seasons for that, but it's hard. Anyway, it just makes us all better. I think you're right. And sometimes it's just uh, somebody being willing to do it and remind, like if they wouldn't have asked, you wouldn't have even known that there was a need for that either. And so some of that is being willing to communicate Yeah. and, um, yeah. When you mess up, which comes first? repentance or recovery? That's one of these mm. questions we're asking, sifting questions, like yeah. making this personal, like uh, how do I, how am I actually fulfilling the responsibilities I have and not just like getting back in my role mm-hmm. and recovery? I think this is, this is in a negative sense. Yes. Like, am I just trying to recover from my screw up or yep. did I take time to repent yep. to that person? Did I, did I take time to say, I'm sorry, I did screw up. I said that wrong. Yeah. I shouldn't have, or I, uh, when you mess up, which comes first repentance or recovery recoveries often, well, I'll just, I'll just do it now. I'll just fix it or I'll, we'll just, we'll just yeah. recover from this. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good question. I wonder where I got that from. I don't know. I don't know, but it is a good question. And you're so good at that too, where you acknowledge it. You don't just go, well, I was having a bad day or whatever you kind of, yeah, you're really good at at the repentance and doing it, but modeling it even for our kids because that's something we're working through with our kids right now. Blah. So Galatians chapter six. This is one of my favorite, just so you know. Galatians chapter six, verse uh, two and on for a while. Carry each other's burdens. Carry each other's burdens. There's a, there's a beauty to that. On mm-hmm. if you, if you want to use the language you're using, pay attention to other people's responsibilities that they're struggling with, mm. um, or that would support them. Yeah. Um, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, mm-hmm. you fulfill the law of Christ. So you you live out being a follower of Jesus Christ, and one of the ways you do that is to actually pay attention to the response, like the responsibilities of other people mm-hmm. and you support that. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone thinks they're something 
when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. There's your application for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. For some some of you right now, I know because you're like hyper diligent on this and you're like, well, if people would just do what they're supposed to do. I, I get that. So make sure you do what you're supposed to do. Carry your own load. Like, like mm-hmm. This isn't drop your responsibilities mm-hmm. to pick up someone else's responsibilities. Right, right. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> here's what I learned humbly. I like This still even makes me emotional. <sighs> so... I didn't want to do the announcer thing and I didn't think it was a big deal. And I actually, I actually thought in my head, I know Titus might be upset that he won't see me in the stands because hmm. you couldn't, you can't see through that glass right, as right. far as I'm aware. And I'm like, man, so I go to Titus. It's like, Hey dude, um, dad needs to volunteer. There's a need. And, and so and I was trying to like, how to word this. Hey, I got to do the announcing for the game, so so I'm not going to be able to sit in the stands. And his response was, "What?" <laughs> and he thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" It makes me wonder how we neglect, we see responsibilities and things that need to be done, and we think that those doing that will get in the way. Hmm. And so often. It's the absolute opposite of getting in the way Mm -hmm. to where my goal was to be a good dad for my son at his football game and announcing is what made his day. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care if I sit in the stands. And you'll probably end up doing it again for another. And well, so, uh, (laughs) but that, that um, Galatians, um, those those that chunk of verses what i love about it too is i think oftentimes though so you did that announcing role and there may be a need again and and you're prepared now to do it again if you're needed to that's a good point because i think a lot of times too though within the roles and responsibilities if we feel compelled to do it then it's easy i think too to get really frustrated when nobody still i'm doing this and nobody else is i'm the only one that picks up trash where we live Sometimes that's for us to do then. That's a responsibility that we can take ownership of and not just be frustrated that not everybody else is coming and doing it too. Like also finding um, peace and and uh, just being willing to do what we're supposed to do and not having that expectation for everybody else and just be diligent in the work in front of us too. Because it's likely that in a few weeks you're going to be doing that again. Because I doubt that anybody else is going to sign up because it's intimidating. Well, and what I, in basic lesson, I think that we all know this: that once you once you step out and 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 fulfill a responsibility, it gets a little easier. Sure, it doesn't get sure. easy, but you're like, okay, mm-hmm. now I got a little bit of a grasp of what that yeah. involves. Because that was a part of the daunting part of like, I don't know how to. I've never announced anything that when I'm you didn't of. just announce you you brought a playlist you had the national anthem and you didn't yeah. know any of that you just kind of yeah. like that's prepared. my weird that's my weirdness well you're just prepared but you got to connect with there was there was another family in there doing the scoreboard and so there were just so many blessings about it and so the i think the the win for that too though is that our kids even learned dad did something he was a little bit afraid of yeah did it anyway um served others by fulfilling a need uh 
connected with other people. And, and that's a win too, that we yeah. can do hard things and um, it can turn out well. And it went well. It was, it was fun. You did a great job. I need Penalty to find one on of, the field. I need to find one of those grabby things though. So Rapid City Raiders. Hey, you got Advanced. to call Titus had a Titus had a um a tackle. A tackle. He, you got he to sack call the that. quarterback. And I just all of a sudden was like, Titus, the tank <laughs> with the sack. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope it sparks something and may, maybe gather some friends around your family and uh, let let this lead you, your your roommates, like Classic roommate problem is when people neglect the responsibilities and it gets frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So, clean the microwave. Yeah, clean right? the microwave. So I I oh we hope that this gets you off the fence a little bit. Maybe you and your crew off the fence. Like don't like don't just fall into your roles. Mm. Pay attention to responsibilities and and don't don't forget that you've got people around you. Mm. Pay attention. Um, it's not just that they need to do whatever they need to do for you. Um, your life affects other people as well. Yeah. Um, and that is a good thing. So thanks for uh, tuning in for this episode of off the fence until next time. We love you very much. Mm -hmm. Bye friends.